A fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040, WHO. Good morning, everyone. Yes, I'm back. Morning, Carol. Hi, Mick. He's back. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. Back so- from uh, Beirut, yeah. Lebanon. So Mick and I are here from the Animal Rescue League's ARL Animal Connection. Welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're live. We're local. And Mick is back. And I'm back. Yes. And, uh, of course, behavior questions, fun animal stories at 284-1040, 515-284-1040. If you've got any questions or even about the trip and the animals over there. so Yeah, we're going to talk a lot this morning about we are. your trip. I had a bunch of questions that people were asking me and submitting. So nice. We're going to talk a lot about your trip, what you were doing, how that all went. Um, I think the burning question on the top of everybody's mind at this point was, before you left, we discussed whether you were going to miss me and the radio. Oh, yes. And there we go. There's the answer. <laughs> so see that check on that question. Well, so, I did text yes. you. I was you thinking did. about you yes. all. Yes, yes, you did. So it was it was uh, really, I mean, we totally missed you. But, oh, thank you. But a huge thank you to Dan Starrett, uh, yep. Dan Dan the Chicken Man, and Mary Eggers McCarroll, who filled in for you while you were gone. But I'm certainly glad you're back. Thanks. So, yes. That's very nice. I'm glad to be back. But everyone was thankful that I was there. Yeah, well, great. That's it was. Great. It. Um, Let's talk about why you went. Why I yeah. went. Yeah. Um, through, they've had a dog team, six dogs since nine, uh, 2014, and they've replaced two, but they have a lot of stress-related behaviours. And this is they being Oh, the, they. United Nations Explosive Detection Dogs. Very cool. uh, For the headquarters in Beirut. Uh, they search all the vehicles coming into the facility, any the deliveries, uh, the conference room. Um, unbeknownst to me, it's real like the headquarters for the Middle East region. A lot of people come from okay. um, all over. So we ser- when I was searching, um, I was with a handler while he was searching the conference room, and you look at the nameplates that are sitting at the table really? and all the countries they're from, and like. Oh, it's a big meeting today. Yeah, well, this is going to be fascinating to me, too. You've been back for a week now, and I have not heard any of this. This is very cool. But Yeah. So so the dogs, they 100% work at the this UN building. That's all they okay. do. Yep. Okay. They, um, the host country, which is Lebanon, yep. um, says the UN that you know, we would like you to have this security measure, and then the UN uh, provides that for the host for the host country, but they're UN. They're all UN employees. Okay. They're all within the UN facility. Uh, all the dogs live with the handlers at home, so they don't stay in kennels. They live okay. in the home with the family. So I was, which was a great thing for me, is one I went to look at the dogs, you know, in their home environment yeah. because that was all part of it. Because we had a couple of home issues. Yep. And but I also culture. Yeah. You know. Um, I heard a saying while I was away is breaking down diversity is understanding culture. And I went, hmm. And I had a lot of fun just being with the people, absolutely wonderful people, friendly people, and never really felt unsafe yeah. other than on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was crazy. Yeah. You were talking they, about the driving earlier. They drive. I'm glad I didn't drive. It's a little bit different. <laughs> um, the horn is just say, I'm here, so don't hit me. Okay. And uh, the lane, the lines on the road were a guide. Yeah, you were talking about like like what would be the freeway here, and there's three lanes, but they they would actually make it into five there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that would be a little bit stressful. So, but yeah. most of the, they drive it every day, so yeah, they're like, right. eh. and I'm like, oh, yeah, pushing on the floor occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> now these humans that are yep. with their dogs, are yes. they 
hired and then get a dog or are they a team coming from someplace and then hired as a team now they're um security staff from the un okay that then uh when they have a position when they had positions open and and since they apply to become a dog handler so they're already okay. part of like they're a security officer protection for the un yep so part of the security department and then they apply to be a team the dogs uh they get them as puppies I was going to ask about six you. months of age. Okay, and are they all the same breed? Uh, we had five uh, Malamars and a little Pennington Terrier. Really, little tiny fella oh my named gosh. Billy. Now, had you worked with a terrier, a terrier before in that time? Not of? in that context. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And uh, he actually has to be picked up to smell the high areas and the hoods around cars. Oh my gosh! And when he. Um, because we did training sessions as well. Yeah. And they sit on response of, of odour. Okay. And uh, so we did some training runs and they did some high hides to show me what he does. So they pick him up and he smells. They put him on the ground. He stands because he's got to sit for a response. Yeah. yeah. Then moved him. And then when he smelt the odour, he starts wiggling. They put him down and he sits. Okay. So did, was <laughs> I've got he, pictures was for good? you. He was a brilliant little dog. Oh, my gosh, that's fabulous. Except for he wants to take – here's one of the issues was into dog aggression. Little Billy yes. wants, thinks he's big Billy and wants to take on all the other dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, all the others were Belgian Malinois. Yes. Yeah, which are common – Yep, in, coming in this work, work? Okay. very much so. They're a very uh, highly driven dog, okay, and that's why they're used for the work. Plus, you know, um, what we call drives, so a high ability to work, you yeah. know, just full on. But then when you get dogs that are highly driven, of course, they're on their toes a lot. Yeah, which then you, we had confinement, so stress related spinning with one of them, excessive. Yeah, um, but that's we found. I've worked out that that was genetic, unfortunately. Okay. Um, He's been doing that since he was seven months old. Oh, wow. So I did get him to stop spinning. Yeah. Kongs and hot dogs. Yeah, hey, that works. Yeah. Um, Get him out of his confinement, have him in it. So there's lots of strategies we could do. Yeah. It's very well. um, It's all a lot of management. So we manage everything like we talk about and then we modify it. And we got a lot of good modification. Um, We had noise phobias. We had bike phobias um, or fears. The, the, noise for firecrackers and that's a whole other story i can tell you about when we when we have time um during the so there was lots of and that with that dog um his name was hector (laughs) with hector when he got severely frightened by loud noise and it's part of their testing to be steady under gunfire he would turn and bite the handler oh wow and not just a little bit he would bite quite severely wow so and it was all due to a testing procedure done by another organization that a firecracker landed on his tail oh my gosh poor thing because they use that instead of a gun yeah um someone wasn't thinking yeah yeah so we we went through we had a lot of lectures as well we did theory yep um so when you're handling you know you know how to do it but understanding it really helps you work with your dog because you know what how they think or the understanding of how they're thinking but then these behavior issues so it was not just going there and saying do this do that my aim was that when i walked away they had the tools to work with their dogs and work with any future issues that come up plus the arl will be in you know we're friends now yeah so we'll always be working with them so yeah that's great i uh the firecracker thing that's you know i've i've heard you even here and outside of here talk about you know 
something happens and mm-hmm. then you're trying to undo what happened. And I, I've talked about that with my French Bulldog and the floor in my house being replaced and how that just scared her now from thunderstorms and yep. I'm dealing with that. But um, but those sorts of things, I mean, you know, I, it sounds like you're able to undo that enough that the dog can... Work. We did some really good work with him. We got some good progression. Yeah. Um, but then when we were doing training areas, he started associating the training with the areas. Oh, wow. So we actually spent a lot of time then doing fun play stuff in those areas. Yeah. And we found out he loves sprinklers. Okay. <laughs> so I'm trying to get them to – because we did one session while he was playing with the sprinklers and no reaction. Yeah. But it yeah. has to be really high – stimulation for him not to think about the noise yeah so i've got them making friends with the gardener now oh that's so awesome. we can do sprinkler yeah and association yeah. but yes so then we did a whole session um of just relaxation in all the training areas we did yeah so just play fun um because the dog showed you oh hang on last time i was out here something happened right so we're teaching him that nothing bad's going to happen again where yeah. a lot of got to be careful a lot of people keep doing it keep doing it and the dogs t- you know he was up on his toes he was hyper vigilant scanning everywhere and i was teaching the other trainers to be assistant trainers yeah and to work together and i said what do you think you should do and he goes i think we should stop and i said good call yeah so then great. we just sat for half an hour and played so i'm fascinated by this terrier thing cause yeah that, i mean how did they pick a terrier like you know? Yep. Originally, um, the six dogs came from the States. Okay. And they wanted a small breed uh, to be able to do inside vehicles oh, more okay. easily. Okay. Uh, and the company that they, the vendor that they got the dogs off, said, here's a good little dog. And he is. Yeah, that's yeah, great. He's a great little working dog. That's great. Loves bikes. Yeah. Like, doesn't attack them, gets so. <laughs> because. The deputy chief who rides in every day, everybody loves Billy. Okay. He's this cute little terrier. I'll show yeah, you a photo yeah. in a minute. And uh, so therefore then he'd lose his mind to get padded. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's aggressive. I said, nah, no, he's not. He's just excited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is so fascinating. It's so great to have you back. We are um, going to cover some more with Mick, right? uh, questions that were submitted that we want to cover. We've um, got events to talk about. We're going to have a trivia question. we got um, a lot to do. Yes, and if anyone has you know questions or uh, great stories about their pets, they want to call in and tell us, 284-1040. Yep. So we're going to have a busy morning. We're so glad you're back, um, back to today and um we'll take a break and we'll be back in just a couple minutes excellent you're listening to arl animal connection part of our new more live and local weekends on news radio 1040 who welcome back everyone you're with carol and mick from arl animal connection we got lots of fun stuff, lots of questions, and you've got a few for me. As most folks know, I've been away for a little while, yes. two weeks. Mick's been so. in Lebanon at the request of the UN to help train, work with the bomb detection dogs. Yes, yeah, so. UN. So just fascinating. Um, so I, some of the questions that people submitted, I sure. guess, while you were gone, were um, what kind of you know challenges or surprises did you have? I know you've worked with this stuff before a mm-hmm. lot, obviously, but you know what kind of surprises or challenges did you have with maybe you weren't expecting with this group? Yeah, um, the surprise part was is how receptive they were, uh, how open. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you go into being an outsider 
and you come into a, a working unit or any facility for that matter, it's like, oh, great, what's he going to tell? It was completely the opposite. Really? It's how much can you tell us? And um, we did some clicker training as well. And I said, oh, have you heard about clickers? And they went, yeah, we've got clickers. And I went, well, do you know about them? They go, oh, no. They just had them. They just had them because yeah. one of their colleagues um, from the police about two years ago gave them a clicker but didn't explain it to them. Yeah. And so we did some clicker training with conditioning because they have to wear um, muzzles, not that the dogs bite, but just for safety with a lot of people being around. So yeah. did a lot of positive association stuff. Um, language was not an issue. Uh, they speak a minimum of two languages, if not three. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay. People have trouble understanding my one. <laughs> I had to slow down because they'd look at me and I'm like, okay, I'm speaking too fast. Yes. Uh, we love you, Mick. But when you get going sometimes, I yep. even now after all these years with you, I have to go, I have no idea what you just said to me. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, but they speak Arabic, of course, English and French. Yeah. Um, wow. I was went to one of the home visits and they said, oh, do you speak French? The kids know Arabic and French and they're five. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I feel not so smart yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And they're going next year, they learn English as well. Wow, that's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that was the surprise of yeah. how accepting and how supportive and uh, open they were. It was really, really good because yeah. it made my job, well, made it much easier and how hungry they were for knowledge. So. Yeah. So what, what would you say the number one challenge was you had of this whole? Challenge thing? was um, with not with some of the guys, but uh, it's like, oh, this is how we keep – this is how animals are in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. This is, And one comment I got, and not by all of them, it was just a particular individual, but uh, this is how we keep animals here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's not good animal welfare, and that's why I'm here. So yeah. he wasn't against it, but when I first said this is not the way you keep, because the cages were small, they don't live in them; they're just holding. But right. you know, normal animal standards: stand up, turn around, lie down comfortably with yep. six inches above their head. They didn't meet those requirements, yeah. so um, they will be now. Yeah. So that was one of the other big things. It wasn't just it was I. I was given an open slate to revamp animal welfare as well as behavior as well as training. What a huge difference. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very cool. So um, That's very cool. And, of course, the higher-ups want the best for their dogs, which is fantastic. Yeah. So what what is the view of dogs in Lebanon in, in general? Yeah, uh, purebred. Okay. You want purebreds. Okay. Uh, if they don't work out, though, they often get just let go and become street dogs. Okay. Uh, nothing nothing bad. If you have a dog, it's because you want a dog. Yeah. Because uh, most people live in very small – the housing is very tight. Um, either you live in the city, which is apartments, or if you do have a house, you live on the side of a mountain. Right. Uh of course, I've been to the Middle East before, but not this area. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe some flat land. Completely opposite. This little area or area where the city is, and then it goes up to 1,000 feet almost straight away. Wow. Just So they all live on the side of a mountain. Yeah. So there's no yards. There's So, yeah, different. But when they have a dog, they it costs them money. Um, I found out on my last day that my, the supervisor I was working with had a friend in the animal shelter. Oh, really? I'm like, uh, that would have been nice to see <laughs> yeah. just to get a perspective of 
um, Beirut Animal Shelter. Yeah. But I didn't get that chance. So you never know. Maybe I'll go back one day. So you don't, boy, you don't, I just don't even think about that. Like, you know, it sounds like there's street dogs, but people, there is an animal shelter in Lebanon. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yep. Uh, but primarily purebreds. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone likes their purebreds. Yeah. Because I mentioned about how um, the ARL uh, has dogs selected to go out and become working drug dogs. Right. Um, and they're like, what breeds? And I'm, Mixed breeds, any breed, doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, we only like purebreds. I have convinced them now, as long as it works, it doesn't matter what breed it is. And, That's awesome. But they have that little terrier who's yeah. a mixed breed. Yeah. I'm like, you're already doing it, guys. Yeah. And they went, oh, yeah. And we love Billy. <laughs> they all love Billy. Yeah, that's great. So, so is there a common, you know, breed of dog that you saw? I mean. I hardly saw any dogs. Okay. Um, I... Like when I went to the homes, but uh, shepherds. Yeah. There's some shepherds that are popular. Um, I did see actually downtown, cute because of the small, um, and I was downtown in a a rather well-off. Like when you walk downtown and you see Rolex and all these other shops, yeah. you're like, I'm in a fancy area and I won't be shopping here. <laughs> um, all the little designer dogs okay oh purebreds yeah. so pomeranians yeah. and yeah. all strutting around on sunday in their little <laughs> coats and so they're very well looked after um yeah. so yeah i saw like i said i saw some street dogs out of town um but they don't look in bad condition yeah. and the cats are lo uh, allowed to do whatever they want wherever they want really yeah i got uh, beaten up by a cat in one of the shops <laughs> And they were fine with that. They were fine with that. They're like, don't annoy the cat. I was leaning over to the counter and my leg, I just went, bah, 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 on my leg. And I'm like, what in the world? Oh, it's a cat. All right. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. So. And they're just in the street and wandering now the shops and yeah. spay neuter would be really good. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. But that's cool that the that they look healthy and yeah. Yeah. That's so. great. That's yeah. Really so good. it was interesting. You know, just wherever you went, there was cats and they would literally lie on the sidewalk with a scooter that was going past. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, I live here. You go around me, <laughs> <laughs> which you'd love. Yes, I would. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's hilarious. Yep, and people feed them every day. Yeah, that's um, cool. There's lots of cats around the UN, and um, they've got shelter. They've got food. The staff bring them wet food every morning. Wow. Um, so the neat. dog handlers are like, these cats. Yeah. But well, we're going to take a break. We'll be back more with uh, Aerial Animal Connection. News Radio, I'm Karen McHugh. First up, Hawaii and the Pearl Harbor Memorial. President Trump is on his way to Asia. It is Trump's first visit to the area as president and the longest trip to Asia by a U.S. president since the early 1990s. But before he stepped on foreign soil, the president and first lady made a stop in Hawaii. Trump sat down with the U.S. Pacific commander, Navy Admiral Harry Harris, and behind closed doors received a military briefing from Harris and other key officials. Fox's Ellison 
Barber. It's the first college football Saturday of the season since the playoff rankings. Some were surprised to see Georgia top the college football playoff seedings, and they'll try to prove critics wrong. The top dog Bulldogs taking on South Carolina. As for the other current CFP contenders, second-ranked Alabama will take on number 19 LSU. Third-ranked Notre Dame faces Wake Forest, and number four Clemson takes on North Carolina State. Fox's Matt Napolitano, Fox News. We report, you decide. Um. 635, 43 degrees right now in Des Moines on News Radio 1040 WHO. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone, into the second half hour. It's going quick. It is going quick. And of course, we're thrilled to have Mick back with us back Thank in you. Lebanon. So we've been talking about his trip and all sorts of. Fun thing. So it sounds like we should do a trivia question. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to unrelate it to movies and TV. I know. I'm going to change it up a little That's bit. That's great. So when I was working over there, there was two major things we used to help the dogs uh, do a positive association. And we talk about this on the show a lot. And you mentioned it this morning. Yeah. Already. And wow. one was a food item and one was a toy item. So either one of those. So what do you think those dogs absolutely loved? Yeah. Either a to- which toy or what type of food. Hey, the new guy is going to be like going, what is going on? So because <laughs> we realize Duncan's gone. We're very sorry. We're having call-in now. And the first caller to call in with the correct answer uh, gets an ARL Animal Connections mug sent to him. So uh, you'll probably get a few calls. Hopefully they've been listening to you. We'll find out. If not, yeah. Or if they've been listening to us in the past. Right. We've used these They'll things notice. before. Right. Yeah. So people can call in at 284-1040 and we're looking for either, right? Yep. Either the either toy one. or the food item that you use uh, in training. Is that a good way to put yep. it? Okay. There we go. All right. So 284-1040, if you have the answer to that, we'll send you out an ARL Animal Connection mug if somebody comes up with that. So if not, we need to talk about these subjects get some hints. all the time <laughs> for the next like 12, you know, 12 shows just so people get it. So anyway. Um, yeah. So. so while we're waiting to see if anyone comes up with those answers, did you learn anything? You're always one of those people that tells me every time you go somewhere and every conference and every what you learn something. Either you learn it or you learn you've been doing it right or you see a response that goes, "Yep, that's right." Or so, what did you learn? What I learned um, was a really. I guess I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here. That's great. Go ahead. um, Was I got a thank you for teaching them and not telling them? Mm -hmm. They said because they've had. Two trainers over the last three years go at the initial training and they work with their local police force and they said everyone tells us what to do but doesn't teach us how to do it. Yeah. So, they, you know, we always talk about, you know, I might not be the best behaviour personal trainer in the world. I think I'm not bad after all this practice. But if I can train one animal, then that's only one animal. We teach all these other people a hundred people, we teach a thousand animals. Right. So that's the b- big thing again um, that really gets me doing what we what I do is being able to help more animals through teaching more people because the animals are the easy part. Yeah. It's the people. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, some people don't want to listen out there. Uh, these guys were unsure because of their techniques, but it's only what they've been taught. We got martingales on some of the dogs, you know. They're using reward training. Oh, almost slipped. <laughs> almost slipped. Almost um, slipped. Sli- but uh, yeah, so that was a really nice 
thing to have have said to me and it just shows that what we're doing now in training can work so much better um you know there's a little story i was telling you before about the choke collar and what the dog was doing on and off choke collar completely different behavior he was stressed because of the correction yep so and we got jim on the line great maybe jim has an answer for us hey jim how are you hey jim yes how's things going good thank you how are things going for you this morning uh not too bad great do you have an answer to our question is it hot dog it is. Yes, I am dog. now known in Beirut as Hot Dog Mick. Are you? <laughs> That's really? what they called me. <laughs> okay, Jim, that is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so much. thank you, Jim. It was hot dogs. It was hot dogs. So, if you want to stay on the phone, um, on hold, we'll get your uh, mailing address here, and we'll send you out a mug. Okay. Okay. Thanks for Thanks calling. Thanks so in. much, Jim. Appreciate it. So, hot dogs. Hot yes. dog Mick. Yes, hot dog Mick. Uh, I think I'm going to have to start calling you hot dog Mick now. Hot dog Mick. That's just too funny. Yeah. And, of course, you know, people say, oh, well, the dogs only do it because of food. Now, we're doing association and we fade the food out. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like gold stars for kids when they're learning or stamps, whatever they do at right. school nowadays. Right. And eventually they get rid of them. And that's the same with food rewards. It's a big misconception of food training is you always need the food. Yeah. You know, I think I've told you this story. I had a chow mix named Bailey who was Mm -hmm. just this most amazing, sweet, docile, fantastic, perfect dog. And uh, I took her through training classes really just to get her like some, you know, something to do early on. Well, this dog had zero motivation for food. So, like, I was trying hot dogs. I, was, I mean, nothing mm-hmm. worked. Nothing. So I wish you would have been here then because I would have said, what do you do in a situation where you have the one dog in the entire country that has no <laughs> it's motivation not food for motivated. food whatsoever? But I finally discovered I had gotten her. She was very... Um, she was injured when she came into the shelter and I had, you know, taken her and taken care of her. And so we had this very close bond. And But when she was recuperating, um, I had gotten a stuffed dog toy hamburger. Yeah. And that was always with her. And so I could take that hamburger with me. And that was her motivation yep. was that ham- that stuffed hamburger. Yeah. So <laughs> it's whatever the dog likes the most. Yeah. And then the other item we used was a Kong. Yeah. And that was the other answer we were looking for. Yep. Kong so, on a rope. Yep. On a rope. Okay. So you don't have to stick your hand yeah. in because these a lot of these dogs when they were getting worked up instead of giving them a treat they actually overrode the treat for their kong oh, really? and then they'd chew on it yeah and we've talked about uh with dogs that's a, actually a stress reliever same as like people may chew their fingernails yeah they believe that when dogs they do three things they dig they bark or they chew to relieve stress that's where we get our destruction with separation anxiety but uh, when they chew it releases dopamine's to help calm them down. Yeah. So these guys were walking around chewing on Kong. So it sounds like these dogs were stressed out. I mean, you talked about you know chewing on the Kong. You're talking about <laughs> doing Hot circles. Dogs. You're talking about. I mean, I, I just feel like this whole morning in this conversation, these dogs sound like they're very stressed out. Um, not totally. Not all of them. Yeah. You know, a couple of them were bad. And the thing that I introduced that uh, even the handlers, especially the second week, because the first week was a lot of uh, teaching, classroom, on the ground, evaluating with some work, and then the second week. And the biggest thing I found is they weren't letting their dogs play. Okay. That And they said to me, my dog is a different dog this week. Because what they do on post, they'll search 250 to 300 cars every morning in about a two and a half hour span why 
just I mean, coming as, in. As people are coming, coming in, in, in the morning. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So they park under the building. So okay. of course they yep. don't oh, yeah. want to check every building yep. vehicle coming in. So what we did is they would work half an hour on, and three dogs work at once. So they search three cars, then go back to the side of the entry. Next three cars come in, then they do three cars, and they do half an hour on, half an hour off, half an hour on, and. But on their half hour, the guys would go and do something else. So I said, why don't you go play? So they put their dogs on long line. There was grassed areas and they're rolling around and playing. They would So the guys were having a rest. Yeah. But the dogs then were going to their crates or kennels. Yep, yep. So I said, don't do that. Right. <laughs> so they went and played for half an hour or 20 minutes. Didn't affect their work. And the dogs came back. Just They had a stress offload. They had a release. Yeah. And they loved it. That's Absolutely great. loved it. So uh, the UN now is um, putting in outdoor grass exercise areas for them in an area we found, and so yeah, some good stuff happening. Yeah, that that's very cool. I, yeah, it's really neat to listen to how those dogs' lives have probably changed, and dogs that will be in that program after them, their lives have probably yep. changed because now the handlers can help each other. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that was the surprise. Actually, you asked before a surprise. Yeah. Surprise that. And again, it's not their fault. They just never been taught right. about working dogs need to, or all dogs need to have fun and relax, yeah, and just be a dog. Have some playtime. Have some playtime. Absolutely. Um, well, it sounds like looks like we have a caller. Yeah, we got Carol on the line. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Hey, hey how are you this morning? I'm good, and I love good. your name. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we we've never discussed that before. We haven't. <laughs> well, how was the trip, Mick? It was fantastic. It was very rewarding for me. Um, you know, I don't know whether you can tell in my voice how exciting it was for me and how much I, I love doing that. I love doing it here. Uh, but to spread that word is great and in a different context. You know, we've got our shelter dogs, working dogs, and there's no reason why working dogs can't have fun as well. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, so it was really good. Thank you. I'm, I'm Freddie's mom, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah we remember. And then I have, and I have some other great news. What's that? Um, on Wednesday, I am the woman who adopted the odd couple from the ARL South. You did. I wow. saw that whole. I don't, you know, mix. Just I've been back and stuff. But we had a, which this is just fabulous. We had a rabbit and a rat come in as bonded buddies. They love each other. And Carol, you're the one who adopted them, huh? Yes, I did. Oh, oh fantastic! Are, are they doing great? Oh, they're fantastic. I just love them to death. It's more fun to watch them, too. But I do love to hold them, and I do like to play with them, and they're they're just great. Oh, my gosh. So, so do you, I mean, are they in a cage together, then? Yes, they are. They have to be. Oh, my gosh. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I was, I'm still in awe. I mean, it's just, and then the article in the doo-doo was just so cute. It was cute. I, that was you, I take it, in the photo. Yes. I, yes. Well, Dodo. Yeah. Dodo. Yeah. yeah, the Dodo. Yeah, they have, there's a newsletter, the Dodo, and they actually covered the story. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll have to send you the link to it. Please do. And yes, it's adorable, and it has Carol in there, adopt. I didn't know that was you, of course, but that's very yeah. cool. <laughs> that is very neat. Well, thank you for adopting them so they could stay no, together. I, and I did have one question. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did find out more from that article than I found out when I adopted them. So, I, and just, just the story behind that the police, they've gotten caught together. Yeah, in a trap. I didn't know that either. A cat trap and whatever. But, um, no, um, it's real hard to keep the, the rabbit food away from the rat, the rat food away from the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so, 
So you're looking for ways to, to do that? Well, I, I think I've got a solution. Yep. But, you know, if you, if you know anything about rat, rat behavior, they like to take their food and then hide it all over the cage. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be... In fact, I did catch the rabbit trying to steal food, but I have this really cool container that'll uh, put the food up really high. That's what I was thinking, um, areas where the, the rat might want to put it elsewhere where the rabbit can't access. Yeah. Very right. good. Well done. Right. So, no, they're, they're fun. They really are. So Well, I hope That's you'll send us pictures at the Animal Rescue League of them. I will. My in- future daughter-in-law also works there. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. But that isn't why I got. That isn't why I got the animals. I I wanted them. I went looking for a new pet rat, and here here was the, the bonded buddies. And I really didn't feel like I could. You know, you can separate them. Right. No. No. Yeah. You're totally right. They just and love I loved them both, so I took them both. That's great. And what's the first name of your future daughter-in-law? Um, that would be. Oh yeah, put me on the spot. We'll just say first Emily. name. Emily. Emily. Okay. Oh yeah. With, yep. With the cats. We love Emily yep. with the cats. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Oh, very That's cool. That's great, Carol. Well, Starting to link it all together. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in this morning. It's very, always great to hear from you. And thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for Carol. Adopting. Yeah, that's, that is cool. You see, I missed all that you one. did miss all that. It was just the cutest story, and, um, you know, just to see it. So, anyway, appreciate Carol calling in this morning. That's great. So, uh, boy, we got about two minutes. We're going to take another break here. Um, looks like Ellen's on the phone, so maybe we'll see if we call can in? cover Ellen before we have to take a break. Um, yeah, it was adorable. Uh, this rat, like, just depended on the rabbit so much. It was just so cute. So, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and take Ellen if we can. Oh, she's hey, Ellen. Hey, how are you? That. Hey, Thanks, Ellen. Sean. How Good you morning. doing? Good morning. Good morning. We're just... <laughs> wandering away here well we've got a couple, couple minutes before we have to take a break so we wanted to see if we could cover your question if yeah. not we'll cover it again when we come back from break okay um my husband and i are adopting a, an arl pet today oh, yay. congratulations yay. and um she's quite a dog and <laughs> she's she's fantastic Good. Um, but we haven't had a dog in 20 years yep Unfortunately, never lived in a place where we could have one, and so introducing a pet to our house, um, what you know, is there a process to, to help? Well, and she's lived in the pound for the last three and a half years. Unfortunately, poor baby. And so, how do you introduce a pound pet to your house? Is, okay. is there a good way to do that? Yep. The biggest thing is I'd treat it like a puppy. Don't let her wander around the home. Um, You know, a lot of the time when people get pets home, they go, oh, you know, they need to relax. Yes, they do, but the rules need to be outlined from the get-go. So this is where we're going, Potty. On our website at arl-iowa.org, I would go through the potty training as if it was a puppy, and those notes are there. Uh, Treat it as a Brand, as if she was a brand new puppy that she knows absolutely nothing. It will happen a lot quicker, of course, because she's an adult dog. Um, but if we don't set those guidelines, then they make up their own. Yes. And we have a great book for the love of dogs as well, which covers all the behavior issues, potty training, and that's available at the ARL locations. Um, but just take your time, get to know her, uh, put her on a leash even, sit on your sofa, so she can't wander around the home and just let her know that, you know, take her out for potty times, regular feed times, all those things um, as if it was a, a brand new puppy. 
Uh, what about uh, even during the night? During the night, uh, crate train or small uh, confinement area, so she can't wander yes, around have the a home. Crate for her. Yep. Uh, just make sure to, again, don't force them into the crate. Put high value rewards, hot dogs, treats. So if she and see if she'll just wander into the crate by herself because we don't want to force her in and then she'll hate the crate. So let's make sure she's crate trained or is happy with the crate. Let her wander in. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to take a break, Ellen, so um, we can try to come back to you. I'll cover that, that a little bit time. when we come back. Yeah. yeah, Ellen. Yeah. So we're going to put you on hold. Thank you. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes to finish up real quick. So, yeah. Hold on. Busy morning. 656, 43 degrees on 1040. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040, WHO. We're just about out of time, but Helen, Ellen, sorry, Ellen has been kind enough to wait on the line. Uh, when I said uh, wander into the crate, uh, yes. what I mean by that is give them free access, put the food in. Yes. And if they mm -hmm. walk in by themselves or lie down in the crate, then you know they've got a history with the crate. If they're okay. worried about the crate, then we have to do crate training. And that's also on our website at arl-iowa.org and in the book for the love of dogs. Okay. Because uh, we should not never force a dog into a crate. We need to teach them that that's a safe place. Okay. Yeah, so just take your time. It'll be all good. And like I said, just set your rules, potty rules, and... Um, Please call us, of course, if you have any questions. Our behaviour staff would be more than happy to help. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for hanging on, Ellen. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. It's always nice to hear from people adopting pets. It is, isn't it? I oh, love that. That's great. So very excited. Uh, we've got Santa and Paws photos going on right now. Oh, so you can have yeah, your pets that's picture, very cool. Take them Santa. The other really cool thing about that is you can get your pet's picture taken with Santa, or you can boot Santa out if you don't want really Santa in the picture. But you can also poor just... Poor Santa. Right now, poor Santa. But, <laughs> um, you can bring your kids in. Yep. You can be in the photo. You can just do a photo with you and your family without Santa. But the point of it is it's a fundraiser, and all the money helps the homeless pets at the ARL. Yeah, and they are brilliant photos. And there's several yeah. locations. They're all available on our websites. If you can't make it out to Maine, there are some other locations for you to might be closer to home that's right that's right so um so that's going on and uh we're gonna actually start working on our raise your paw auction soon so we're gonna be talking about that coming around already yeah in the next couple of weeks so as we're starting to collect items to be auctioned off so any parting thoughts in our last minute about your trip and things you want to share that uh people care yeah everywhere that's cool yeah people care so keep that going yeah um it's you think you'll ever go back i mean are they i'd like to yeah <laughs> yeah um they said they'd like a follow-up visit uh when that'll be who knows it won't be as long yeah you know? um but uh skype and all the other wonderful technology we have nowadays it's yeah. not as necessary to be on the ground like it used to be so yeah especially when they got the understanding so do you think they're thinking ever about expanding like the program and adding more than six dogs or is six about the right number six is about the right number yeah. there uh biggest thing people want days off and all these other things <laughs> so they that. i know they're holidays <laughs> so they would um They'll thought, they're thinking about maybe one or two more dogs in the future, but they're just going to manage what they've got for now. Yeah. It's a relatively new program. So, yeah. anyway, we're Out finishing up. We'll Dane's coming Nick. up next. So, thank yeah. you. Have a great day. All, All right. Forward.
AM 1040 on your head on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. Asia-Pacific politics on the president's agenda. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Hours from now, President Trump will leave Hawaii bound for Tokyo. First up, Japan, then South Korea, China, Vietnam, and the Philippines. It is Trump's first visit to the area as president and the longest trip to Asia by a U.S. president since the early 1990s. But before he stepped on foreign soil, the president and first lady made a stop in Hawaii. Trump sat down with the U.S. Pacific commander, Navy Admiral Harry Harris, and behind closed doors received a military briefing from Harris and other key officials. Pacific Command oversees all military operations in the Pacific and Indian Oceans. Most notably, that includes North Korea. Fox's Ellison Barber. Last night, the president and the first lady paid a solemn visit to the memorial at Pearl Harbor. He's being called a pretend Muslim, the man accused of killing eight people with a truck on a bike path in New York City. An acquaintance of Saifilo Saipov, who was interviewed by police, also says Saipov's temper had been getting worse. Tuesday's attack has security amped up for tomorrow's marathon. Sunday's New York City Marathon is expected to draw more than 50,000 runners and more than two and a half million spectators. NYPD Chief of Department Carlos Gomez says security will be tight. We more than doubled our um, observation teams, our rooftop observation posts, as well as our counter sniper teams from the emergency services unit. Race goers will also see more heavy weapons teams. A large number of canines will be deployed along the route, as well counterterrorism offices with their resources and, and equipment. The marathon kicks off Sunday morning and the course goes through all five boroughs. Fox's Tanya J. Powers in New York. Just resigning on national television, Lebanon's prime minister who blames Iran for meddling in Arab affairs. Fox News, fair and balanced.